Go pick up sticks. Don't play any tricks. Put your hand in your trousers and pull out your episode 46. We're back. It's been seven days since the last episode and everyone is raring for another one. Why not leave a review if you're enjoying it or tell a friend? Um, Maybe check out our Patreon if you'd like to support the show even further. Patreon.com forward slash Pottervision. And if you'd like to see us on tour, we're going on a a live tour. We're recreating the first film on stage and it's going to be a laugh. For tour dates, go to pottervision.com. Anyway, here's me going on and on and on and on and on and on. Here's episode 46. Pottervision podcast, the podcast where every week this man here, Tom Lawrenson, and myself, Lucas James Kirkby, we look at a chapter of the Harry Potter books, we use it as a springboard for conversation and have a lovely old time. This week we're on episode 46 and we're on chapter 11 of book three, Prisoner of Azkaban, The Firebolts. I'm not alone, ladies and gentlemen. Speaking of fireball, yeah, I've treated myself to a box of wasabi peas. Hang on, you haven't treated yourself. <laughs> I bought them for you. <laughs> it was a voluntary purchase, though, wasn't it? That's true. In a way, I, you were paying for something, and I put them on the till. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now, in my god, they go. And just like. The firebolt chapter. Yeah. These wasabi peas are making a fire in my mouth. Oh, lovely. Is that lovely? For you, maybe. <laughs> I'm not a big wasabi fan, I must be honest. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And it's nothing to do with the culture. It's purely to do with the flavour, can I just say. I just think you want... I, you, I think you would be a wasabi pan, because you are, of course... <laughs> I am a fan of hot things. I like spice, I like flavour, but just not wasabi. Now, Tom, for our listeners, uh, it's been a week since yeah. we last saw each other. I don't think we were that we weren't that clear on like what's happened, were we? We're no. keeping the listeners in the stone, but there's been a break. Yeah, it's been for me and you. How many weeks? Four, four weeks recording. Yeah, uh, so you could go on vacaciones in Aleman. That is right. I went to uh, Germany and Poland mm. to see my girlfriend Martina and to go and visit her family in Poland. And it was very nice too. I have a few stories that I'm going to spread out over the next couple of episodes. Gorgeous. Did you recognise them? I did recognise them. It'd been a year, <laughs> but I could tell who they were and it was good. But this, for me, feels like a significant episode because... First of all, we've had a break. I've not seen you in four weeks. But this is the first episode of the Pottervision podcast to be recorded in a foreign country. Mm. We're here in Edinburgh in Scotland. Mm. Because you are here doing a little run at the Fringe, aren't you? Mm. How's that going, wasabi boy? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's swallowing. Um, It's going great. Yeah. Got a nice big room. Mm-hmm. Uh, listeners, if you want to come, come. I'm at the uh, counting house in the ballroom. Yeah. From the today until the 28th. Get on down and yeah. you'll see me performing some stand-up. I'll have some other guests as well doing a little bit. And it's a right old laugh. But it's been fun. It's been fun. Very good. You're going to be too late by the time you listen to this. I'll be guesting on your show today yeah. and tomorrow. But uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm excited. You really want me to do a joke with a gymnastics ribbon, mm-hmm. which I brought with me especially. And we'll let you know how it goes on the next episode. If we um, record the audio on your podcast, on like, your phone, yeah, or, yeah. or if we get Martina to record the video, we can either put it on Instagram or we can edit into the uh, podcast. Depending on how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> no, do it either way. Either way. So you'll see either bomb... Or fly. Now, what have you been up to the past four weeks? Update me. Um, nothing really. Good. 
How about you? What have you been up to? I've got a few updates for you. Oh, yeah. Firstly, my health. As you know, I had COVID, and while, you know, the last few episodes we were recording, I was still rather unwell. Yeah. I'm still a little bit not great. I've still got muscle aches and stuff, but I had an x ray and they found uh, a shadow on my lung, which they think is a lung infection. So mm-hmm. I've had to take more, uh, what do you call it? Um, what do they call it? Antibiotics. Mm-hmm. So I've just finished my second round of antibiotics and I'll have another scan in uh, about three or four weeks. So, listeners, if I don't mention this again, it's probably quite bad. But. If you get the old clear, happy days. What a strikingly sad way to start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I waited ten minutes before telling you that. The good news, however, mm. is I've got a new job. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, similar to what I do now, work, uh, tutoring, mentoring, stuff like that, but... I'll be in different schools working for an agency. So mm-hmm. it's a bit more variety, a bit more money, if you don't mind me saying, between me and you. And the listeners. And the <laughs> listeners. And uh, I'm looking forward to starting in September. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, on the other hand, because yes. it's Scotland, Yeah. we have treated ourselves to an ironed brew. It's an orange drink. Yeah. <laughs> Here's me opening it. For you ASMR fans. Lovely. Mm. I hope you're enjoying that. Here's me drinking it. Hey, isn't that good? (laughs) And I think this is a true fact, that Iron Brew... uh, Well, Scotland is the only country in the world where Coke is not the most favourite drink, and it's in fact Iron Brew. But I'm not sure if that's true. I think it is true, because um, they sell the McDonald's up here. Yeah, yeah. The other thing we must mention before we carry on is this is the Christmas chapter of book three. Mm. And you might be thinking, where is friend of the show and politician Lewis Shaw? Don't let me be the one to break it. He's dead. (laughs) He's he's not dead. He's not dead. He couldn't make it. Do you know what we said to him? We rang him up. We said, Lewis Shaw, uh, would you like to guest on the podcast again? It will involve an eight-hour round trip. And the lazy bugger said no. Mm. But we're hoping to get him in a future uh, chapter of this book, aren't we? Mm. Yes. All right. That's <laughs> mm. like a cow to you. Yeah, it was oh. See, I have something else to tell you, but I feel like we've talked too much already. Nah, tell me. All right. Because I've not said anything. Now you I ain't got any news. <laughs> I've got no news, listeners. Well, let me tell you. Me more than you, but you two. Is it another sad story? No, it's not a sad story. <laughs> it's good, it's good. We like a McDonald's occasionally, don't we? See? Burgers. Mm, hamburguesa. Fries. Uh, patatas fritas. Carbonated drinks. Uh, Coca-Cola. <laughs> Coca-Cola, yes. And... Uh, we were in Poland, right? And we'd just been somewhere. And we were on our way back. And Martina's cousins were there as well. And we go, oh, why don't we treat ourselves to a McDonald's, right? They turn round, they say, hey, we've got something better than McDonald's. In Poland? In Poland, yeah. They take us to this place. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Max Premium Burgers. Mm-mm. Oh, my God. The burgers, it's like McDonald's, but posh. And mm. the burgers they did were amazing. I had a halloumi bacon cheese burger and then a box of fries with like uh, jalapenos and garlic and cheese sauce on. And it was, oh, it was divine. Mm. They had Coke with all the flavours. I had an orange vanilla Coke. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was good. Max premium burgers. And because everything's cheap in Poland, like... One zwati, which is the currency there, is like 20p mm-hmm. here. So it's a big exchange rate. It was like dead cheap and it was lovely. Mm. Thought I'd tell you about that. Why did you wink at me? <laughs> Breaks the I've, ice. I've been eating alone up here. Oh! I've been, I've been up here a bit home alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, going to restaurants and yeah. eat alone. Yeah. On my first night here, mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do, so yeah. I went and bought a reduced sandwich, 25p, ham and cheese. Lovely. And I sat in the chair that you're sitting now. Yeah. And would you know, 
I ate it. <sighs> what a story. To rival the Potter books themselves. <laughs> Tom, are you ready for a chapter 11 rundown of book three? Run me down, fella. It's the Firebolt. Harry can't believe what he's heard about Sirius Black. Oh, he betrayed my parents. He's my godfather. Whoa. And he cannot be consoled. Ron and Hermione don't know what to do with him. They think he's going to do something daft, try and kill him, whatever. They decide to visit Hagrid to cheer him up. But Hagrid's upset. He's crying. Oh, Buckbeak might be killed. I've got to go to court. I've got to fight for his life. And fingers crossed he doesn't get the axe. Next minute, it's Christmas. They're having Christmas presents. And Harry gets a firebolt. It's the amazing broom he was looking at every day in Diagon Alley. But he's no idea who sent it. Very suspicious. They go for Christmas dinner. They have a wonderful time. And by the time they come back, McGonagall follows them into the common room and confiscates it as she is worried that Sirius Black might have tampered it with magic. Mm. And that was the Firebolts. Oh. It's weird doing a Christmas chapter without Lewis Shaw here. Oh, it feels like Christmas without the turkey. I'm going to have to gang up on you on my own. Oh, <laughs> I've got a fighting chance this year, folks. <laughs> well, chapter mm. starts off. The yeah. creep, creep back into the common room. Yeah. Old Harry's sad, isn't he? Yeah, oh. Fred and George are letting off dung bombs. Yeah. Boys, this is your own common room. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Imagine this. You've just found out that the man who is a mass murderer, mm. who killed 13 people with one curse, mm. was actually the friends of your mum and dad, the godfather, best man at their wedding, and he told Voldemort where they were, caused their death. And now it stinks of shit. (laughs) (laughs) What a thing to happen. It's the last thing you need. (laughs) He just climbed through the sewers. (laughs) But, like, (laughs) setting off stink bombs in your own common room is like, go set them off in someone else's common room. You'd love them in Hufflepuffs, wouldn't you? It's like, Fen George, you have to smell this as well now. (laughs) What are you doing? But maybe it's like farts where you don't mind your own. Because you know you've smashed it off. Mm. You think, mm, I've made that. Where are friend George? Oh, they're outside the burrow, egging their own house. <laughs> <laughs> hey, knock the door on. Oh, nobody answered. Why? We live there. <laughs> oh, dear. Fred, Fred and George went to sleep and they both put their, voluntarily put their hands in a bowl of warm water and uh, wet the bed during the night. Pranking <laughs> <laughs> themselves. <laughs> Well, I think the reason that line is in it, because, my God, this chapter is depressing. Oh. It, is, it is so bleak, the whole thing, that I think uh, JK just had a look at this and thought, we've got to have a prank. We've got to stick a prank in here, otherwise we are screwed. Yeah. Harry seems to be forgetting yeah. the fact he's a little boy. Yes. Right, so he's realised that this um, serious black betray his mother and father yeah and he's seeking vengeance yeah yeah and he's 14 yeah yeah oh I'm gonna get him what are you talking about you're a little boy yeah like (laughs) (laughs) what does he think he's gonna do what's the best spell he's got at the minute yeah, I know. Do you know what I mean? Is it is like Flapendo or something? <laughs> <laughs> if Sirius Black wanted to kill him, he'd be screwed. What was he? <laughs> I'd love that if he shoved a bit of paper up Sirius Black's nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's he gonna do? I think, but then I think when you're angry, you don't think about that, do you? you why can't Why can't his reaction to ever just be sad? Like, because it's a very sad thing. Yeah. You know, Mum, like betraying your parents. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, oh, the man who's betrayed my parents has escaped prison. He's on the lookout for me. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, yeah. But what can I do? I'm a helpless little boy. Yeah. No, instead he's like, Malfoy's right. I should kill him. What? He didn't kill your parents. No. He broke a promise. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. When did breaking promises warrant death? Yeah. I break promises all the time. Do you? Yeah. Remember when I promised you to always be nice? Oh, I try and forget. <laughs> 
Try you? and forget that fateful day that I believed you. But you've not been thinking about killing me, have you? No. Moving on. I'm a, I don't know. I don't know what it's called when you do a typo, but with your own hand. I've put it's here. Spelling mistake. Well, <laughs> yeah, maybe. But I've put here, Harry's hatred of Sirius Black is more than that of Dumbledore. Mm. I think I mean Voldemort. <laughs> because, of course, he hates Sirius Black more than Dumbledore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean Voldemort. He doesn't want to bother about Voldemort, doesn't he? Why, yeah, why... I think he sees Voldemort as, like, this panto baddie that he just sees at the end of the book and defeats easily. Whereas, actually... Yeah, he should hate him, surely, mm. more than Sirius Black. Mm. Don't know what you mean. Don't know what you think about that. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah. But, like, I think he cares less about murders and more about betrayal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You broke a promise. You you lie all the time, Harry. Yeah. You're a big fat liar. Yeah. You, you. judge people <laughs> on their appearance. He, he does enough of that. Um, <laughs> oh, and, yeah, speaking of which, he's there imagining... Sirius Black killing Peter Pettigrew. Now, all he's heard about Peter Pettigrew is from McDonald. At McDonald's. <laughs> What's he called? McGonagall. The man's got McDonald's on the brain. <laughs> What's he called? McGonagall. Oh, she's a oh, little lump of a boy. Fat round boy. Neville Longbottom. Yeah, that's what he's imagining in his mind. Neville Longbottom. i tell you what. Yeah. Harry thinks about Neville a lot more than Neville thinks about Harry. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> And, for, you know, Harry's thinking, oh, he's pathetic. And it's like, Harry, you're the one thinking about him 24-7. <laughs> obsessed in your mind. <laughs> Maybe you fancy Neville Longbottom, Harry. So I, mind, I think Hermione and Ron are like to Harry, you know, I'll think about your parents, what would yeah. they have wanted. And he goes, I'd never know what they want, because thanks to Black, I've never spoken to them. Yeah. Right. We're your friends, and it's Christmas, my boy. <laughs> Can you not keep it light? <laughs> People always do that, don't they? Oh, come on, it's Christmas! <laughs> come on, have another one, it's Christmas! Like, see if you can do anything because it's Christmas. Oh, go on, slap her on the bum, it's Christmas! <laughs> yeah, rules are out the window on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, just some blokes sat in the middle of, you know, in the corner. Oh, my wife's <laughs> left me, the dog's died. They're going to repossess the house. Come on, it's Christmas. Get up and dance. Oh, I want for Christmas is you. Get up and dance. <laughs> Come on, have another snowball. I know, people think Christmas, you can just do anything, like yeah, yeah. do things to excess. Oh, I'm going to drink my head off. I'm going to eat all the food, you know, on the in the house, which I'm guilty of. I stuff myself every Christmas. But like, oh, I'm going to drag the paddling pool into the lounge <laughs> yeah, and yeah. watch <laughs> watch Corrie in, the, in yeah, water. It's the same on holiday. Oh, go on, we're on holiday. We're on holiday. We'll eat out three times a day, have dessert for each meal. <laughs> And oh, I feel sick. I'm off to go back on the plane in a dressing gown because none of my clothes fit. <laughs> oh, we're on holiday though, aren't we? Why not? Why not rob the shop? <laughs> Just do it. We're on holiday. That's mad, and it's like I remember being on a school trip and kids feeling invincible because they were on holiday, thinking that like because British police, yeah, you couldn't get run over by a car or anything. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're invincible? Hey, it don't matter if I nick something here. It's like what? It's police here in France. <laughs> mm. Mm. Now, we take the trek out to Hagrid's cabin. Oh, yeah. Hagrid will have some answers for me. I will make Hagrid answer all my questions. Yeah, Why has yeah. he never told me all this stuff? Yeah. Walk up to his cabin. Put their ear to the door. Yeah. And all they can hear... So Hagrid's cabin, there was a weird noise. A series of low, throbbing... Moans. Yeah. There's me eating a pear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've seen you eat a pear. And it is both wonderful and terrifying at the same time. Exactly. Oh, a lovely juicy pear. Mm. They talk, before they go to Hagrid's, sorry, they're on about right. Peter Pettigrew's mother. Right. Mm. And they say, oh, she got an, he got Order of Merlin and the mother got his finger in a box. Would you want that? Not I can, at all. I can imagine wanting his body back if his body was available. You know, oh, I just want my baby home. I know he's died, but I want his body back. Uh, we've got his finger. In a box. Hmm? 
Yeah, you'd want maybe the finger to be placed in a coffin. Yeah. And um, a normal size coffin. And some, some, yeah, you know, a little finger box. <laughs> Um, Just a tiny little hole in the ground. Some of his, some of his fondest possessions yeah. in a ceremony. Yeah. yeah. Not just a... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finger in a box in a for little, the government. In a little necklace box. Yeah. <laughs> some bloke from the council coming round. Uh, can you sign for this, please? <laughs> <laughs> Ratfinger. Is that David Williams? No, it's Ratburger. <laughs> Hagrid. Are you ready? Yeah. Hagrid is moaning his lungs out. He's received notice. Yeah. um, He gets to keep his job because of the incident with Malfoy. Yes. Um, But they're going to put Buckbeak down. Not Grip Hook. (laughs) Not Grip Hook, everybody. They're not going to put Grip Hook down. They're going to put Buckbeak down. Yes. Mm. And Hagrid, at one point... He's so in control of it, not in control of himself. At one point, he collapses onto Harry, and Ron and Hermione have to push him back up. If Harry was on his own, he'd be dead. <laughs> he would literally be dead because Hagrid would crush him to death. Yeah. <laughs> like, how can you have that? Like, he has no awareness of how big he is. He's like, honestly, a massive wardrobe falling on you. Well, yeah, yeah. Full of clothes. You'd just be dead. <laughs> you'd be screwed. <laughs> Another yeah. thing that made me laugh, right? He goes, oh, Hagrid picked up a tissue that was the size of a tablecloth. That's a tablecloth. <laughs> They're not <laughs> selling them, are they? They're not selling <laughs> tissues the size of tablecloths for him. How many giants live in this world? Not many. That's a tablecloth he's got there. <laughs> oh, and he was playing snooker with the size of bowling balls. He's playing with bowling balls. They are bowling balls. <laughs> if they're that size, they're that way. Yeah. That's a bowling ball. <laughs> it's a tablecloth he's using. <laughs> Who has a gingham handkerchief? <laughs> and also, I love that it's the school governors that have sentenced Buckbeak to a court hearing. Like... Really? Like, the, the Parents Teachers Association, school governors at the school, they just talk about school stuff. Mm. Why do you get in a call? Oh, you know. Like, they were just like people's dads, weren't they? Mm. Mums or like retirees from the village. Mm. Oh, they've all decided that your dog has to be put down. <laughs> what? What, the people at the school? Yeah. We've had a meeting and, uh, you know, Ginny's dad and Dave's mum, they've decided... Your dog has to be put down. And what did my dog do again? Uh, bit somebody who provoked them. Yeah, they were slapping it in the face, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right, yeah. <laughs> and they bit itself in self-defence. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. And now he's got to be put down. Well, the retirees of the village have decided, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the punishment does not fit the crime. No. It's inappropriate because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know... Malfoy knew the rules. Yes. And then he was rude to yes. Buckbeak. Yes. And it throttled him, whatever the fuck it did. <laughs> he just like pecked him or something. If Lucius Malfoy want, I think the rule should be, if you want this hippogriff dead, yeah. you've got to kill it barehanded. I like that. Like trial by combat. Yeah. yeah. Get them in a ring. You've got to do it. You don't have to put that on someone else. Yeah. Get them in a ring. Dumbledore as referee. Mm. First one to pin the other. One, two, three. Interesting, the hearing that's going to take place for this. Yeah. April 20th. Yeah. Do you know what that is? Go on. Hitler's birthday. <laughs> How did you know that? Some people just know that fact. Yeah. Is it in your diary? You know, like with Battle of Bannockburn. <laughs> Battle of Boyne. <laughs> Battle of the Boyne, yeah. Um, Hitler's birthday. No, I did history at uni, so... Uh, yeah, yeah. That didn't come up, but... Uh, <laughs> you, you know, it just sticks in your head. If you ever do history at uni, that's always question one on the exam. <laughs> When's Hitler's birthday? If history exams were a memory test... Yeah. Memorising all the facts... Yeah. That's done amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But instead it's like interpreting and justifying and like, you know, analysing. It's not your job as a historian to do that. It's your job to remember the facts. Let me remember. Look, question one, Hitler's birthday. (laughs) Question two, Churchill's wedding anniversary. (laughs) These are the things we want to know. 
50 questions like that, and you get your bachelor's. Mm. That's what I want, anyway. Right. Look at the side <laughs> of the room. Yeah. You can hear a dirty little noise. Buckbeak is in the shack with Hagrid. Yeah. Right, and he's eating, like, there's blood everywhere. He's eating a rabbit or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, because Hagrid didn't want him to be alone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What about the other hippogriffs? Yeah. <laughs> the ones who didn't break a student's arm. Yeah. Is the snow all right for them? Yeah. <laughs> Freezing the tits off. Looking in the shack through the window. Seeing Buckbeak, <laughs> the aggressive. But it's like it's always like that in schools. The naughty ones get rewarded, yeah. don't they? Hey, he came in at ten today instead of half past. Give him a gold star. Hey, hey well, let's lift him up on the chair. He didn't spit in my face today. Hey. <laughs> I'd be gutted. Like, they'd be looking at each other going, we're well behaved. Mm-hmm. And he's getting soup. Mm-hmm. They're rewarding bad behaviour. Yeah, that's true. He's going to think, I'm going to peck every bugger I meet. <laughs> if this is what gets me. Uh-huh. Shelter, fire, cuddles. Yeah. It's funny, though, and then Hermione says, um, well, I'm sure I've read a case of where a hippogriff bit someone yeah, and they yeah. got off. Sorry, mate. Why the hell were you looking that up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why are you preemptively yeah. looking up precedents of uh, hippogriffs attacking people yeah. when you didn't even know there was a trial? Yeah. Because I think, I think the idea is she just reads everything she reads, but then where would that come up? In what book mm-hmm. would she need to read that about? Mm-hmm. I think, as well, Hermione reads some fiction. In, you know, lose yourself in a good story. Mm. How many encyclopedias and textbooks is she getting through? She needs mm. to read, like, Wind in the Willows or something. <laughs> Ron loses his mind in this bit. Yeah. He's like, oh, let's make Hagrid a cup of tea. Cup of tea. It's night time. Oh, yeah. He's going to be up all night crying. Yeah. He's not been able to sleep, tossing and turning, moaning and groaning. Yeah. Wailing and slopping. Because I'm not being funny. Hagrid will not have decaf. <laughs> it's going to be a caffeine fueled. Evening. Had, yeah. So they talk about this Hagrid about Azkaban. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, He yeah. describes the Dementors, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make you relive the most awful moments in your life. Yeah. And then he starts detailing the most awful moments in his life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a trilogy. He goes, oh, me dad dying. Fair. Oh. Getting expelled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Having to let Norbert the dragon go. You've had a good run, haven't you? <laughs> Where's his mum? That's what I want to say. I think she's dead too. She's just not made the top three. <laughs> it was not quite as sad as uh, Norbert. <laughs> Where is his mum? That's what I want to know. I think she's still having a laugh out and about. Yeah, she's living the dream. <clears throat> Which one's the human one? Because I know he's half giant. Isn't his dad's he? human. His dad's human. Oh, yeah, I'm sure we've maybe imagined that before. Yeah. Hmm. Um, <laughs> but like letting him, letting Norbert go. Yeah, he's a baby. Yeah, letting Norbert go. It's the worst thing that's happened to you. He only knew it a day or something. You're a mug. <laughs> he is getting expelled, man. You're fifty. Get over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, he must have had worse things happen to mm. him. What about never finding love? Being a miserable old drunk. <laughs> Being a miserable old drunk. <laughs> That's his favourite pastime. <laughs> well, that made me laugh. The bit where he goes, oh, Azkaban was terrible. Oh, it was awful. And now every time I go for a drink, I have to walk past the Dementors and I go through it all again. How I bad? Got, I got a quick fix for that. Yeah. Don't go for a drink. <laughs> How bad is Hagrid's drinking problem that he would rather incur... Post-traumatic stress disorder on himself, horrendous flashbacks, <laughs> then not have a pint. <laughs> Hagrid, buy in. Buy a pack of six, sit with Buckbeak and get pissed at home and then you won't get these horrible nightmares and flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Another thing made me laugh. They're on about, he's like, oh, and my lessons are rubbish now. And everyone, they're like, everyone hates my classes. And everyone's like, no, no. And Ron goes, oh, they're great. And he crosses his fingers behind his back. Yeah. What, what's, what's that doing? Never works, that, does it? 
It made me laugh in, uh, you know, the film The Truman Show? Mm. Right. There's a bit in The Truman Show. For people who've not seen the film, it's a guy who doesn't know he's in a TV show. Mm-hmm. Everyone else are actors and he's lives his whole life being filmed and he finds out that he's being filmed, right? There's a bit in it where he figures out that everyone's an actor and he looks at his wedding photo and he sees his wife telling the vows, but she's got her fingers crossed behind her back, right? As if the actress is going, oh, well, it won't, it won't count because I've got my fingers crossed behind mm-hmm. my back. Of course it bloody counts. You've just said the vows. With it. <laughs> well, how is that going to stop it? She must still legally be married if that's the only thing stopping her from doing it. Is her having her fingers crossed behind her back? I've not seen someone cross their fingers in years. No, no. It's more of a child thing, isn't oh, it? Yeah. Have my fingers crossed, have my fingers crossed. Yeah. How quickly? Have we spoke about this before? Yeah. Hagrid. Yeah. Very quickly given a class to teach at Hogwarts. Yeah. When he was, like, revealed as not the one who opened the Chamber of Secrets, mm-hmm. right? Is that not disrespectful to the other teachers? Yeah, 100%. They'll be turning around going, I've done two years teacher training. <laughs> Is that what it takes? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you have to do... Uh, you do a degree, don't you? You have to do three years in your subject as a degree. And I think it's two... It used to be one year, but I think it's now two years teacher training. But, uh, yeah, so they'll have studied for five years to teach their specialised subject. <laughs> Well, this guy just dicks about with animals. <laughs> Suddenly he's allowed to teach, is he? Because he's not doing the syllabus, is he? Because he was just doing them flobber worms for six weeks. <laughs> I know. How are the flobber worms? They're dead. I'll feed them too much lettuce. It's up to them to stop eating. Yeah. Honestly, like, he, he sh- like as well, the confidence of this man not to follow a syllabus. In his first year, he thought, well, I think I'll just guess what to teach him. Uh, what have I got? Uh, worms. Teach him about worms. They're not even in the exam. We spent a term on worms. <laughs> Why has he made me buy this book that bites me? Yeah. <laughs> if we're not going to use it. I'm not being funny. Them worms are not going to be in the monster book of monsters, no. are they? Just go through the book. The book's going to be in- interesting enough. Yeah. Go through the book, maybe bring some of those creatures in that they've got in the book. You can do a demonstration, Hagrid, without making the kids get hands-on with them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh there's no other way to teach about hippogriffs unless you force every student to dance with one. <laughs> Fly across a lake. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't have been able to pass my exam without that. Slapping it on the arse. <laughs> right, guys, we're going to teach a World War One history today, so get your boots on, get your helmets on, we're going to have a battle. <laughs> To you. And remember, April 20th. <laughs> Happy birthday, mate. Um, Christmas morning. Oh, hang on a minute. Oh, go on. Go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. Before this line, this chapter was depressing. Uh-huh. Harry thinking about his parents dying, getting all sad, thinking about killing Sirius Black. Hagrid worried about his book beak, his mm-hmm. pet, potentially being sentenced to death. And then he goes on about Azkaban, the horrible experience. And at one point, he says the line, I used to hope I'd just die in my sleep. <laughs> this is a children's book. <laughs> this is a children's book. I used to hope I'd just die in my sleep. Imagine that. Nine years old under your covers at home, reading it with a torch, smiling. Ah. <laughs> I can relate. I felt like that. <laughs> Ten more minutes, please, Mum. <laughs> Wish I'd just die in my sleep. Well, I'll turn my lights off now. Off to bed. <laughs> off to bed with me. <laughs> Nothing but doom and bloody gloom this chapter, I tell you. Year three teacher reading it to a class. Yeah. <laughs> reading time. <laughs> we do an hour a week. And Hagrid says, I wish I'd just die in my sleep. So we've got time for. We're gonna carry this on after the summer holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, see some of you back then. <laughs> but you're right. Christmas morning, mm-hmm. and uh, Harry does very well out of Mrs. Weasley every year. He must get about three or four presents just from her. And they're great. 
Yeah. All homemade gifts. Homemade mince pies. What was it? Some crackling or toffee. Yeah. Christmas cake. Nut brittle. Nut brittle. Mince pies. Knitted jumper. Best knitted jumper so far. Mm. Gryffindor lion. I think that's a cool jumper. Yeah. Rather than just your initial. What a skilled knitter. Yeah. To be able to knit a lion onto yeah, a jumper. Yeah. That takes skill. Really does. But what a lovely surprise the firebolt is. Oh, yeah. What what a shock that would be. It could be yeah. really memorable Christmas mornings where you, you couldn't believe the present. I think I've mentioned about the brick before. Don't um, mention... No, a good present, up, please. Oh, a good one. Uh, <laughs> what was... I remember the time I got a video camera. Oh, yeah. That excited me. I think I'd asked for it, to be fair. Mm. But uh, I really wanted to make my own, like, funny videos. And mm. I got a, a camera and a tripod. Oh, excellent. And uh, then I started my own online comedy gardening series <laughs> when I was about 13 years old. Uh, I was watching them the other day. Were you? <laughs> yeah. I went on YouTube. I was just, like, looking at you. It's, like, funny because you can watch you grow up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird, isn't it? So I've got a high voice in, like, the early ones. Well, there's no, like, you know... You've posted videos consistently, like, at least every year, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just watching you become a man. <laughs> yeah. I've become a man, and now, I'm recently, I've just started getting a bit fatter, which is not good. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll uh, go back the other way. I had a memorable Christmas morning. One. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Buzz Lightyear. Oh! How great is that? Amazing. To infinity and beyond. And it was an amazing one. They don't make the Buzz Lightyears as good anymore, but this was, like, you know, movie accurate with all the bits. To be fair, you know, the three buttons on his tit. They yeah, all, yeah. It didn't matter which one you... <laughs> it didn't matter which one you press, you were yeah. pressing one button, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just cycled the... Uh, That's funny. The noises. Um... But it's funny, though, because uh, my parents had asked me, they were like, oh, what do you want for Christmas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went, uh, Woody. Yeah. yeah. And they went, oh, are you sure you don't want Buzz? Yeah. And I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. I want Woody. And they were like, <laughs> Definitely already bought him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, sure enough, Christmas morning, Buzz. <laughs> <laughs> was he good, though? Yeah, then I got Woody for my birthday. I think. Hey, happy days. I saw a video recently on the internet where someone had bought uh, a Buzz Lightyear. I think it was a Woody toy, mm. but they'd like they'd somehow fiddled with it mm. and made it say rude things. Oh, yeah. And they were taking it back to the shop, saying, "This is like, this is wrong." Like, mm. And then they press the button, and it'd be like, "There's a snake in my asshole," like that. And then he's like, "I don't remember that in the film." And then the person <laughs> in the shop's like, "No." Blooming neck, and it's like pressing it again. It's like to infinity and your mama's house. And she's like, Whoa, whoa, <laughs> you better get your refund. Mm. Made me laugh. So, he's, he's got the firebolt, mm. he's excited. Oh, oh, I've got the firebolt, but who's it from? Who's it from? They're guessing. Who's it from? Is it Dumbledore? No, 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 that'd be weird. Uh, is it from McGonagall? No, 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 no. Is it Lupin? They go, they're going about, um, they go, oh, Dumbledore couldn't buy something like that for a student. McGonagall can. <laughs> she did it two years ago, bought the best broom around mm. at the time. Couldn't have been cheap, the Nimbus 2000. They're really laying in thick about how much more expensive the Firebolt is yeah. to the Nimbus 2000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aren't they? Yeah. That it's like so gobsmacking. Yeah. Nimbus, fine. Yeah. But like, because the Nimbus used to be top of the range, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing but... What advancements in technology have been made that now this fireball yeah. is so expensive? Yeah. Because they say, oh, it's worth all the Slytherin's team's brooms put together. What? And they've all got... 2001. 2001s. Yeah. Right? So, I'm, and they're already expensive. Yeah. So I'm beginning to think, whoever bought this... Yeah. It's a pervert. Because it's a bit too yeah, much. It's too it is, much as it? a gift. It's absolutely too much. Yeah. It's inappropriate. You replace the Nimbus 2000 because it's like, I don't know, buying someone a, a MacBook Pro or something. Yeah. More expensive than that. It's mad, isn't it? It's like... It's like someone's bought Harry a little flat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. 
Well, like, you know, it's my 17th birthday, I've got a Porsche. Don't yeah. know who from. That's really concerning. <laughs> I agree that it should be confiscated and checked mm. because who knows what that's all about. It's something that actually we look out for in safeguarding. Tell if, me more. If Tell people more. turn up with unexplained gifts, oh, yeah. uh, it could be a sign of like grooming and stuff like that. You've got, you've got to look out for it. That's why I never buy anyone a gift. Yeah. You've got, you don't want to be accused of being... <laughs> we're resisting, <laughs> listeners, we're resisting saying it! A generous man. It's funny, I said that word, listeners, the, um, the new forbidden word, um, <laughs> on the stage the other day, and I was like, this will get a great big laugh. About 60-odd people in the room. Yeah. I said it. Fell on deaf ears. <laughs> Oh, maybe I'll say that again. <laughs> Amazing. Mm. And they get, they're all about looping. And oh, then... This brought me out this. About him being ill? No. So they go... go um, <clears throat> maybe looping bought it. And then Harry scoffs. He goes, ha, if he had this much gold, he'd be able to afford some new robes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah. So you're saying he's poor because he's scruffy? Yeah. I'll tell you what, Harry, if I had as much money as you, you think I'd be able to afford some manners? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Lupin's been nothing but nice to you, and then you're coming at him saying that. That's what he needs. Lessons in grace and decorum, because he has some of a reversing dump truck. Mm. I remember it. But they're on about him being ill, and, you know, Harry goes, oh, I thought he was ill. And Ron goes, he can't have been ill. Because I was in the hospital wing, cleaning all the bedpans. Not every illness requires a hospital admission. He could have had flu. You don't need to go into hospital for flu. You just rest it off. Have Take some Lemzib or whatever. But also... Madam sh- Pomfrey, any bedpans from Lupin? <laughs> <laughs> but, and also, the staff shouldn't be with the students. <laughs> no, do you know what I mean? Inappropriate. You do not want to be lying in hospital with a broken arm and look over to your right to see your geography teacher in stirrups. (laughs) 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 You don't want that, do you? They should be separated anyway. (laughs) Geography teacher in stirrups. (laughs) You know what I mean? Excuse me, can we not do this exam in private room? (laughs) No, no, this is Hogwarts. We're all in it together. Now, Ron, come here and wipe his bum. Now... The most, one of the most heartbreaking things in this chapter, as you said, is a very ter- sad chapter. <laughs> yes. They did not wait for Hermione to open any presents. <gasps> that is sad, isn't it? Ron just goes, in Christmas! Throws a pillow at Harry and yeah. starts ripping open presents. Yeah. 20 minutes later, Hermione comes in. Yeah. Oh, she's, she opens presents alone then, or like, she's not, yeah. getting, she's not to be involved in it. Oh, Hermione, come off it. Yeah. You, you guys are, because <laughs> there's only 12 of them in all of Hogwarts and I think she's the only other Gryffindor yeah. there yeah. so she's there God love her opening bloody presents off her mum and dad on her own that is sad <laughs> don't think about that yeah oh Harry and Ron and me and you and Hermione is Lewis Shaw oh on her own at Christmas oh my god you hate to see it we hate to see it. Now, they go down to the Great Hall, and instead of, like, you know, mm-hmm. there's a smaller table. Yeah. Because all 12 of them are going to sit around the same table. To yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Nice. It's lovely. Christmas spirit. I've been in them situations myself where, like, you know, there's less students in. Like, say everyone goes on a school trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't go, and it's just you and some other kid and a teacher. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you don't have to do any work, and it's just nice. Yeah. It's fun mixing with different years that you wouldn't normally mix mm. with. I remember at my primary and, school... And then you wish yeah. that the, the rest of the school never come back. Oh, yeah. Oh, please drive off a cliff, coachman. <laughs> please. I remember being part of the breakfast club in primary school. Oh, yeah. And there weren't that many people who went to that, maybe 20, 30 kids. And you'd hang around with kids you never would normally hang around with. Mm. It'd be like you, a few other like, nerds, and then the kids of the dinner ladies would come in to do the breakfast. But then... Yeah. Uh, when things go back to normal, you pretended like you didn't know them. Oh, yeah, you got to. That was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I went on a French trip. And, uh, hey, it's well, been a while, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like mixing with kids from other year, not year, yeah, year groups. 
and yeah. other bands, yeah, that you wouldn't normally be in the same classes with. Yeah, yeah. And then when we got back, I just had a week of holidays, laughing, joking, pretending like I didn't know them. Oh, you're naughty, aren't you? No, not naughty, it's just <laughs> unusual. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very weird. Very mm. weird. I have a lot of umbrage with McGonagall in this chapter. I should use that word uh, in two books' time. Mm. She is so unprofessional in front of the students with Trelawney mm-hmm. because, look, you might not believe in divination. Mm-hmm. You might think it's a load of rubbish, but actually it's a subject that's taught at a school you teach at. Mm-hmm. It's like saying, I don't know, if there's a religious teacher, religion teacher, oh, that's a load of rubbish, isn't it, religion? Yeah. Have some respect. Or, like, she's not doing the same thing to Hagrid and his flobberworms. No. Like, no. just Professor Trelawney. Do you know what it is? Go on. Internalised misogyny. I think so, too. <laughs> <laughs> she hates the other female teacher in the room. Yeah, do you think so? Mm, maybe, I don't know. Well, how many fe- there are quite a few female teachers, aren't there? There's, uh... She goes, she, yeah. she's so rude to her. She goes, oh, sit down, the turkey's getting stone cold. Then use magic to keep it warm. Yeah. Infernio, incendio. Yeah, incendio. Yeah. Set it on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Warm up the turkey. Do you not have a microwave in Hogwarts? They annoy me. It, it, McGonagall annoys me. She's so rude constantly. Mm. There's about four or five nasty remarks she makes towards Trelawney. She didn't need to. Mm. It's Christmas Day. <laughs> and Dumbledore's a bit fed up with her. They discuss Lupin's health in front of everybody. Which also feels unprofessional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in front of the students. Shouldn't be giving them an ear, like, yeah. an insight into any of that. Oh, Snape, have you made him his medicine? Yeah, I've made him his medicine. How is he? Still in bed, still in bed. No underpants, no underpants. He's just in bed. I bathed him the other day. I had to bathe him. Bedpan brimming. Yeah. <laughs> we need you back, Ron. We need you back. <laughs> now, this... Uh, Christmas dinner, in my opinion. Yeah. Is, and you're not going to like this, oh. rubbish. Oh, I don't like that. I think it's just so yeah. brown. It's so, yeah. this like, mush. Yeah. It's nothing. You can suck it all away. It might as well be blended. Maybe some people like brown. <laughs> Maybe some people like mush. Maybe some people <laughs> like sucking it all the way. People like me. <laughs> I love a roast dinner. <laughs> I like the fact that it's a souped-up roast dinner, in it, Christmas dinner? It's roast dinner, but bloody hell, you've got a sausage wrapped in bacon. Bloody hell, you've got sprouts. I don't, I don't think sausage wrapped in bacon is traditional. It's in my house. I've, 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 how long have you been doing it for, though? Since Jesus got in that bloody manger. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like pigs in blankets yeah. only appeared... Since, I don't know, Americans started, like, showing them on telly. Yeah, maybe mid-noughties okay. came into play. And people started, oh, I'll do them as well. i tell you what my family's tradition is. I never partake in this. <laughs> For a starter, they have prawn salad. Oh, prawn cocktail. Prawn cocktail, that's it. Yeah, that's standard at Christmas. Is it? I've never had it. Because, no. Because uh, my dad's a picky eater, but uh, <sighs> I would love it. And for dessert, more dinner. Yeah. That's the thing, it says here, they ate for two hours. What? <laughs> I can finish a meal yeah. in 15 minutes. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. Max. Yeah. Two hours, what are you... How are they eating all this stuff? Bloody hell. Caligula. Yeah. Gorging on food. Vomiting on the floor so they can fit more in. Yeah. Purging. My mate did that at a all-you-can-eat buffet. Did I tell you? Yeah, all he could eat, he was sick, and then he came back and carried on. God. Oh, what a man! What a man, what a man. What a man, what a mighty good man. And another thing McGonagall says... Tell him what. Trelawney's going on about, oh, 13 dining together is very unlucky. The first to rise will be the first to die. What, 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 what? And McGonagall makes a joke. (laughs) Don't worry about them two, because Ron and Harry get up first. Mm. If You know, let's just hope there isn't an axe murderer waiting for them behind the things. There is. Few weeks ago, Sirius Black was in the castle. Yeah, he could be there. <laughs> what better time to come and kill Harry Potter when there's only four teachers in? 
Mm. And eight other students. Perfect time for Sirius Black to magic his way in and murder him. All he's got to do is get past Ron. <laughs> there could be an axe murderer. <laughs> or equivalents. Yeah. Sirius Black's murderer. Hermione, are you uh, coming back with us? No, no, I'm going to have a, uh, a chat with Professor McGonagall. Hermione uh, follows them shortly to the common room yeah. with Professor McGonagall, who wants to take the broom away. Yeah. But what really annoyed me is she goes, and there was no note. No, there was one fucking note. That's why we don't know who it's from. Yeah. That's why we're in this situation. How many times are going to be asked that? <laughs> it's, peop- it's, it's insulting to your intelligence where people keep asking the same question over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it is annoying. Oh, I've lost my car keys. Are they in your pocket? In pocket. Yeah, I'd have looked. I'd have looked in my yeah. pocket. But then you have this mindset, and then one of these days it bloody will be. And you feel like a fool. I've been there. I put my keys in a bin bag once. I know. Remember the tale? Oh. I've never been wrong or lost anything in my life of my own. I believe you. <laughs> I believe him, everyone. I want to ask you, was Hermione right to tell McGonagall about the firebolt? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, because I think so. And also, if you actually think about the future, imagine they'd not said anything and suddenly Harry's walking to the Quidditch match with a firebolt. Mm. McGonagall would be like, where'd you get that from? Mm. Don't know. (laughs) Who's it from? I'm taking that off you before you go up in the sky. Here's a clean sweep. Yeah. So, actually, now is the perfect time for her to confiscate it so they can test it in time for the match. Yeah. But he's just daft, in it? He doesn't see the wood for the trees. But it is awful having your Christmas present taken away. Yeah. When I was, like, 13 or 14 or something, yeah. I got a GameCube for oh, yeah. Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Unwrapped it. Plug it in. Brand new. Yeah. Didn't work. Oh, my God. Won't work. Yeah. No present on Christmas for me. So what did you do? Had to be taken back to the shop a couple of days later. That is a joke. It's the worst thing that's ever happened to me, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? That's what the Dementors would remind me of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that broken GameCube. Yeah. Oh, that'd be bad, wouldn't it? Mm. Let's hope you don't commit any wizarding crimes. <laughs> He's got his fingers crossed. But I think... Cause McGonagall says it'll take a few weeks to check out this broom. That seems like a long time to me Mm -hmm. for them to check on it. Weeks. Surely a couple of hours of having a look you'd be able to tell if you're the Professor of Charms and the Madame of Brooms, whatever you'd call her. Yeah. (laughs) I'm the Madame of Brooms. (laughs) I don't know what you'd call her. Flying Professor, flying teacher. You'd think she'd know, wouldn't you? Yeah. But... I don't know, I think it'd be funny if next chapter yeah. Harry just catches Flitwick flying around Hogsmeade <laughs> on it. <laughs> right. How many Professor Flitwicks flying around Hogsmeade on a broom out of five <laughs> <laughs> are you giving this chapter? Oh, it was sad. <laughs> it made me sad and there was no reprieve. Mm-hmm. There was no... Like Fred and George setting off some dung bombs was the only slightly not depressing bit of this chapter. Mm-hmm. I didn't like... I think McGonagall was supposed to be the comic relief, but she just came across as <laughs> rude rude and mean. Um, oh, I don't like it. Mm. I'm going to give this one Professor Flitwick <laughs> flying round Hogsmeade out of five. <laughs> what a shock. You know, like it. Now, for me, this chapter had a lot of detail. Right? Mm. Out and about, you know? They had um, the broom. Exciting, you know? The visual, the idea of getting all the mince pies. Visiting Hagrid. Fun, yeah? Mm-hmm. Hagrid crying. He's got a beast in his cabin with him. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Christmas dinner, table yeah. of 12. Yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Memories flooding back. Mm-hmm. Everyone's had a bad attitude. Snape's in a mood. Really made me smile. i got to say, though, this chapter was like, what, 24 pages or something? Yeah. I cried on every page. Oh! Couldn't stop crying. Yeah. Real sad, just like you said. Yeah. For that reason, I'm going to give this chapter 
two Flitwicks out of five, flying <laughs> round Hogsmeade on a broom. My goodness, that might be one of the lowest combined scores we've ever given. Of three. Oh. Now, are you ready for this week's enticing segment, Quiz? Quiz, 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 Oh, I don't know. Uh, How it was described in the snow. Oh, oh, I do know this. Uh, come back to me on that one. Okay, question two. When will the hearing take place? Hitler's birthday, April 20th. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll never forget that now. Okay, question four. Yeah. What year did a manticore mm-hmm. savage someone? I think it was 1722. No. Oh. 1296. Oh, bugger. Right. What came out of the cracker that Dumbledore pulled? Oh, a hat with a vulture on it. Mm-hmm. Um, what was uh, uh, What was on the uh, sweater knitted for Harry? Gryffindor lion. Correct. Question one. Uh, what did Hagrid's cabin look like? Oh, I don't know. Uh, Christmas pudding. Oh, so close. An iced cake. Oh! Close! Three out of five. Do you know what you could have won then? Oh, what? I was, uh, the prize was for me to not heckle you today. Quiz, 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 ask you some questions, how well will you do? Quiz, 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 ask you about Harry Potter looks, how well will you do? I'll blow you a kiss. The time has arrived for everybody's favourite segment, bar the majority. Hedwig's droppings. We're not alluding to owl poo. We're not alluding to ploppings. We mean the messages you send in when we allude to Hedwig's droppings. Now, what's in a beak this week? Let me tell you, Hedwig is gagging. Her mouth is full of messages and she can barely contain them all. Oh, Hedwig. Oh, we've had a lovely few reviews. We've had one from Batesy MCFC. So a Man City fan by the sounds of it. Funniest podcast I've ever listened to by far. Mm. The impressions of Hagrid, Vernon et al. Have me creasing out loud on my walks. Keep up the sterling work, lads. Keep up the walks, Batesy. Yeah, keep that going. Very good. We've had another lovely review from Molly Doug. And uh, this person says, Regularly crying with laughter at this podcast. Tom and Lucas talk about their mould problems and French trips while simultaneously ripping the HP books a new one. Those plot holes need to be filled and they're ready with a cement mixer full of sarcasm. Also, the nostalgia for those 2010-ish school days sends me back to being 14 again. Thank you, Potter boys. Thank you very much, Molly Doug. And we've had another review from Sarah Delaire, who says that she bought an iPhone just to leave this review. Mm. Well, you're the second person. Uh, we've had Simon Heath, who bought an iPad, and now you've bought an iPhone. Thank you very much. The Pottervision boys are so funny that I catch myself laughing out loud listening to this podcast so often that I can no longer listen in public. (laughs) Thank you, boys. Well, we hope you enjoy listening to it privately. Now, we've also had two friends from the States who've been listening. One of them, Mm. uh, I'll read the first message, is from Shelley Roosh or Roush Mm. on Instagram. And they say, I'm so glad I found this podcast. Your live show in Edinburgh was so funny when my husband and I caught it in 2017. She's married. She's married, everybody. (laughs) I just told my best friend about this pod too, and she loves it. Thanks for the laughs. Mm. We've only heard from the friend as well, Merch. Mm. She says, OMG, my BFF Shelley saw you at the Fringe in Edinburgh a few years ago. OMG. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. BFF. Best friends forever. Uh, She says, I'm three episodes in and my face hurts from the constant cackling. How dare you, she says. I love the joint group passion and calling out of the ridiculousness that is Harry Potter. Thank you for your work. 
What a load of good messages, lovely vibes. Uh, and we've had another uh, another Patreon this week, so thank you for our brand new Baby Draco top tier patron, Frankie, oh. for joining us in supporting us. And we kiss the newborn Baby Draco on their crown. <laughs> lovely. <laughs> and yeah, please do support us on Patreon. It really helps us to uh, you know keep the show going. It's the only way to get a kiss on the crown. It's the only way, ladies and gentlemen. Edwig's droppings. This has been the Pottervision Podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening. We're going on bloody tour, we are. We've got 13 dates currently booked in. Uh, we're about to book a 14th in, uh, in Wales, we hope. Um, we'll let you know about that shortly. So all the dates are on pottervision.com. We'll be going all around the UK. Looking forward to it. Uh, also, you can get in touch with us. Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for Pottervision. You'll find us. Leave us a review. All that kind of stuff on iTunes. And also, if you want bonus content, there are 12 episodes of Pottervision, a uh, double vision, our bonus episodes where we explore the other books, the films, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a live uh, video of our 2019 show. There's all sorts. And you'll be supporting us, which is fantastic. Next week, it is episode 47. We'll be on chapter 12 of book three, The Patronus. You have been a Scottish Tom Laurinson. And you have been... <laughs> Welshly protect me. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Potter Vision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. You can contact us through our website, pottervision.com. And if you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash pottervision.